Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I'm sex educator and sexual communication coach, Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, turn back now. And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show. Hey, friends. During every lowdown Q&A, I ask my guests what their hard red lines are for sex, their absolute no's. And it's not unusual to hear, oh, I'm pretty open. I don't have any hard no's. It makes me chuckle internally every time because I know the next words out of my mouth are going to change the conversation pretty radically. Oh, I say, what about piss, poop, and blood? (laughs) That's when they start making noises that aren't really words as their brain tries to regain its equilibrium. Please know, I'm not taking delight in anyone's discomfort. Rather, I'm loving these moments where people come face to face with their preconceptions and realize there's more in the world than they've ever dreamed of. I think when people hear the question about what their hard red lines are, they're thinking, I'll take something in any hole, and that's as far as their imagination has gone. But there's so much more to sex than vaginal penetration, oral penetration, and anal penetration. And let me also pause here to clarify, piss play, poop play, and blood play are all legitimate kinks. While they each make a lot of people squeamish to think about or talk about, there are plenty of people in the world who play in these realms, and there's nothing wrong with it. I use those examples because I want to shake people out of their preconceptions, and those are relatively extreme ideas for most people. Here's the thing. Everyone has hard red lines, even people who play in the area of extreme kink. Perhaps someone who's into poop play draws the line at choking and breath play. Or maybe someone who's into blood play has an aversion to soft feather light caresses. Every single person has some yeses and some noes. So, Let's jump into the answers from previous interviewees. As a reminder, these are taken from the extended lowdown Q&As, all of which you'll find for free at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. I'll be back with my own answer in a few minutes. Uh, Not into pain. And I guess if I ever feel like the person is out of control, that's something that would really that would terrify me like I need my playmates are all pretty savvy and I know they respect no's or even like if I if I hesitate in answering they take that as a no Mm -hmm. so I feel really blessed about that 
pain when it is not invited, lying, and not responding to my no. I do not mind performing anal sex, but I do not want to experience it. Anal sex, I guess, or threesome. I don't think I can do that. (laughs) I don't date people who are not non-monogamous. No water sports and no fecal matter and no puking. There's a select few people who I enjoy anal sex with. And for whatever reason, like their penis is just the one that is like, I want it in my ass. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and like, and it, and it feels really good with like those. I'm thinking of two people in particular. Um, and, and it was super hot and like, oof, the orgasms were just so great. But like, I am not really into anal sex with other people. I, at least I haven't been so far. Um, so I think it really depends on the partner that I'm with. Um, but like usually like anal sex is a, is a hard red line and like coming on my face. Yeah. I got it in my hair once too by accident. And I was like, I was with a new partner and he came kind of on my chest, but close to my face without asking. Also, that's the other thing is like, I really can't stand when guys do that without asking first. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so much more respectful to be like, where do you want me to come? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to break the mood. It is not going to take away from the experience at all. If anything, she is going to respect you so much more. The big thing is that I need to be listened to. Mm-hmm. So if I say no or wait or bite, or suck, then I need to be listened to. Because those, like, the bite and suck, or, or whatever, the, like, the, the more playful, the fun things, I need to know that those are going to be listened to, so that when I say no, that is also listened to. Mm, yeah. And usually the no is really more of a, is a wait, or let's do something different. Mm-hmm not like a full stop. I don't think I'll be into SM. Like hitting that doesn't appeal to me. Oh, and I need it to be monogamous. So no threesome or other other people involved. Anything that's meant to inflict serious amounts of pain, I'm not into. Um it's you like a little bit of pain. Uh, I also, you know, nothing with any bodily fluids other than like, you know, semen cum. Coercion and manipulation, stuff like that. If I even get whiffs of it, I don't like it. I mean, I think some of the like edge play people do with like knives and stuff. I can't deal with needles. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, there's no way I could do that. I don't know if I have any hard nose. I'm open to anything as long as I feel feel like like I'm comfortable I don't know if that is a good answer (laughs) it's a fine answer but I always when people say I don't have any hard nose I I always go back and ask does that include piss poop and blood ew that's so you have some hard (laughs) nose (laughs) okay okay cool (laughs) yeah Yeah, no piss everybody has a hard nose somewhere yeah super blood (laughs) <laughs> now I'm like thinking about like where that line is for me. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has a line. Even people who are into poop or blood or piss sure. have a line somewhere. Sure.
um, pain, bruising, hard red line? Well, for me, it would be um, like I wouldn't want to see porn while having sex and not for like logical, quote unquote, reasons, but because of trauma. Yeah, there doesn't need to be a logical reason. It just doesn't work for you. Anal sex, not doing it. Like, I can't, I cannot. Um, I have, it's funny, like, I had a health situation where I had, like, a fissure and I had to have, like, surgery. And I like to joke that I literally had surgery because I was a tight ass. And, uh, <laughs> like, it's just, so I'm just, like, I'm a little bit nervous about aggravating anything back there. And I just, I, I just can't imagine any part of that being pleasurable for me. I haven't had any yet. The ones that um, I have only heard about that I could think that I would not do is the poop, pee, and what are the other ones? Blood. Blood. Yeah, it goes with that usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had somebody ejaculate in my mouth, and, and I I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I haven't had anybody ejaculate on my face. So I, I can't say about that um, on my body. It doesn't matter. I really haven't experienced a, a whole heck of a lot. So, um, yeah. Anal sex is off the table for me because <laughs> we had a really bad experience with anal sex not that long ago. And so I'm like, eh, let's not do that <laughs> right now. Some like I had been taking a cleanse. I was taking these cleanse cleansing vitamins and, um, anyway, there was some, you know, there was a mess, but we didn't yeah. know it. We both, we both enjoyed it. We both climaxed. And then after the fact, we were like, oh shit, literally it was so bad. It was like so bad. Like, this scene from a horror movie. I think I even cried over it. So now ever since that time, I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. And my husband <laughs> tries to use it as leverage. You know, he'll be like, I had this really great idea today. Don't you think I deserve some anal sex? I'm like, I'm like, ah, good try. No, no. And it's so funny because he's like bringing it up. And I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm like, after what happened before, wouldn't you think that would be totally off the table? He's like, not phased at all. You know, like, no big deal. I don't like the feeling of something being done to me or on me. I, if I feel like if it's just, if it's not an experience with me and not something we're experiencing together, if it's something someone wants to do to me, then I shut off and I'm like, nope, hard no. One hard red line is it has to do with a history of self harm that I have, history and present. Um, as for me, it it turned from coping mechanism to addiction. So um, I have on the part of my body that I kind of use as my self-harm area, I can't have anything remotely sharp or metal interacting with there. Uh, and because I very much like BDSM and very much like being scratched and marked, it's something that can be very, depending on who I'm with, if they're new, I'll just forbid it completely. Because if I get too deep, I might forget and they might forget and accidentally scratch me there. And that triggers me and sets me off. I am really not into pain. I don't want any of that in the bedroom. Um, I'm not into humiliation at all. My head cannot be covered. Like my, mm -hmm. my mouth and my nose cannot be 
covered at the same time with hands and I can't wear hoods. I can't do anything that completely covered. I'm slightly claustrophobic and that like I'm out of my body in an instant with that and panicked. Just anal sex so far. Um, Yeah, that's, I've tried, just did not like it. So, I mean, kudos to people who can do that. I'm like, wow, I'm in awe. I kind of wish I could because from, you know, what other people say about it, it sounds like a really fun experience, but I just can't get past the discomfort. So that's that's a huge no for me. I don't think I had a hard red line simply because I wasn't that curious about sex. So there wasn't a lot of things that came up for me to uh, choose from. Um, hard red lines, no threesomes, no other parties involved. We've tried uh, like a strap-on dildo, I guess they're called, her wearing it. But it was a little weird for me because it was like heterosexual sex, but the, the dildos are not body temperature. They're a little colder than body temperature because they're not flesh. And so it felt a little weird. And I just don't need it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need it. And she doesn't care either way. Um, she's not at all interested in me sort of wearing a strap on. It's never interested her. And it doesn't interest me either. My absolute nose is when I'm giving head, I have to be in control. Don't put your hands on me. Like on my mm. head. Like mm-hmm. you can touch my leg or my back or my ass or whatever but don't touch my head Mm -hmm. um i don't like to be hit in certain ways like i i like to be spanked sometimes lightly not a hard hit right now i guess it would have to be entertaining the idea of a third party and that's just right now i just can't mentally do it there's no blowjobs in our relationship um, because I didn't really have a lot of experience with blowjobs before him. Like nobody's ever shoved a penis, penis in my face and expected me to do much with it. Thank goodness. Cause I don't find the whole idea super attractive. I don't think I have any hard red lines. Oh, well, unless it's anything like involving choking in a way that I can't breathe. So anything that's dangerous to my life or the other person's life. want to invite you to imagine for a moment what your ideal sex life looks like and feels like. Who are you with? What type of sex do you have together? How do you feel while touching them? And how does your body feel when they touch you? Or maybe you'd like to be having less sex than you're currently having. If you don't know Or if that vision of your ideal doesn't look at all like what's currently going on in your bedroom, I can help. With personalized sex and intimacy coaching, we'll explore where you are, how you got here, where you want to be, and the steps to help you get there. There are no right or wrong answers, just the answers that work for you. I understand that exploring your sexuality and all that goes with it, your body image, your belief in your lovability, and more can be terrifying. Believe me, I sat in the middle of that fire for decades. I know how painful it is. But I also stepped out the other side, stronger, more confident, 
and more certain of my lovability and desirability, and I want the same for you. I work with couples and one-on-one, whether you've never explored your sexual desires before, or you want to explore things you've never done before, like maybe BDSM or non-monogamy, or if you and your partner need some help figuring out how to communicate together so you can have better sex. I'm queer, kinky, and poly-friendly, and I want you to have a deeply fulfilling, intimate life. Together, we can help you get there. For more information and to schedule your free discovery call, visit leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. A new client recently said that before her discovery call, she was extremely nervous, but that I made the experience feel easy and comfortable. So book your free discovery call today at leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. My turn. I've spent many hours over the last bunch of years thinking about what my hard red lines are. And what I've discovered is that for me, only about half of them relate to actual sexual activities. The rest have to do with ways I need to be treated before and during sex in order to feel safe. For instance, a hard red line for me is any activity that could result in an accidental pregnancy. I have never wanted kids, and at the age of 46, I'm even less interested in childbearing. But I still get a regular period, so the possibility of pregnancy still exists. If someone wants to have sex without a condom, that is a hard fucking no. In the past, I used to give in to those needling requests. Can't I just put it in for a minute without a condom? It feels so good. And then I would spend the next several weeks terrified that perhaps there was pre-cum present and I might get pregnant because yes, there can be sperm in pre-cum and it is possible to get pregnant that way. Perhaps it's not likely, but I have never been a confident gambler. If someone claims to have had a vasectomy, I want to see evidence before I let them go without a condom, along with their most recent STI tests. You cannot take risks with my body just because it feels better to you. That type of thinking is an absolute no for me. Due to my history of trauma and abuse being primarily at the hands of people who were in an altered state due to alcohol, marijuana, or prescription drugs, intoxication is also a very hard no for me. I'm not opposed to someone having a drink with dinner, but the moment that I see their eyes go a little fuzzy or their demeanor change at all, I am not having sex with them. And this goes with long-term partners as well as new people. I spent so many of my earlier sexual encounters feeling like the other person was so altered that they didn't see me as a real person. They just saw me as a hole to fill. That is no longer acceptable to me. 
my partner must have all of their faculties about them, and they need to be interacting with me as a whole and complete person in order for me to feel safe. And frankly, I don't think that's very much to ask. Intoxication can also lead to slower response time, an increased sense of invincibility, and a much higher likelihood of ignoring the rules of consent just because it feels so good. None of those things have ever felt safe to me. And now I feel strong enough to stand up for my boundaries in a way I never could before. Another result of my earlier trauma is that I never, ever want to be in a position where I can't communicate clearly. In earlier years, I didn't speak up for myself. It's an issue I'm still working on and getting better at, and I am not willing to put myself in a position where I can't speak up for myself. That means no gags, no hoods, and definitely no choking or breath play. Another hard, hard no for me is getting ejaculate on my face or in my mouth. And I tell the story of how I realized that I'm allowed to have this boundary back in episode 62, titled, Do You Swallow? I've had knee problems throughout my life, so any position that puts my legs in weird positions or puts strain on my knees, that's a hard no for me too. I'm not interested in playing in the area of degradation or humiliation. I enjoy the occasional reference to me being a good girl or a bad girl, but I'm not interested in anything more extreme than that. I would have told you a few years ago that I was absolutely uninterested in anything that created pain, but I've begun to understand that pain is a very relative term. And my boundaries on that have shifted some. I'm still definitely not interested in being whipped or slapped or anything like that. But I do enjoy some paddling or some spanking or even some caning, all on the fairly light side. But it is a hard no that has over time transformed into a yes under certain conditions. And here are some other boundaries I have when I'm hooking up with someone new. I don't have intercourse with someone the first time I play with them. There are a few reasons for this, including that it gives me a chance to discover if we have good sexual chemistry, because if I'm not enjoying the other play, I am not interested in granting them entrance into my body. But more important, I want to know that someone can hear understand, and respect a boundary. If I say no intercourse the first time we play, I want to see them respond with respect. If they squawk at that, the whole thing is off. Then I want to see them respect that boundary while we're playing. If they make any move, either verbally or physically, to try to coerce me into having intercourse, I am done playing, now and forever. But if a new partner can show good humor and respect that boundary, that gives me really good information about the kind of partner they might be in future play sessions. 
The first time with a new person, I also want to have my phone within reach and my own mode of transportation. And I will tell someone that before we start playing as part of my stars talk. I want them to know that I am aware of safety and that any move that causes me to question my safety will signal the end of the interaction. Is that a challenge or a test? Perhaps. But it's information I want to have before I get hot and heavy with someone and allow myself to become extremely vulnerable with them. And as I finish this up, I suppose I should also mention that I am not interested in piss, poop, or blood. (laughs) Before I sign off, I just realized that it's been a long time since I read any listener reviews, and I've gotten some lovely words from listeners recently. So I wanted to share one with you that has made me especially happy. It came from T. Adams 229, who wrote, Oh my God, I accidentally came across this podcast about two weeks ago while searching for a song on Spotify. What a blessing that I did. This podcast is moving, and the interviews Leah does are touching, sincere, and so comforting to listen to. I feel like I'm hearing a friend mindfully and lovingly create a space for women to safely share themselves. This show has opened up my mind to ideas that I hadn't allowed myself to have and questions that I'd been scared or intimidated to answer for myself and sometimes didn't even realize I was. I feel like I'm in a safe space when listening to this show and moved to tears at times. I can't thank Leah enough for creating this podcast. I imagine it's having profound effects on me that are still unrealized. Thank you for getting me further introduced to myself. Thank you so much, T. Adams 229. I'm so glad that you're here. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're using another podcast app, go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash goodgirls. And remember, there's a treasure trove of audio extras available for free at Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash goodgirlstalkaboutsex. While listening to those extras is free, producing this show is not. If my work is meaningful to you, and you have a few dollars to support it each month, I will gratefully accept your patronage at Patreon. I donate 10% of all Patreon proceeds to ARC Southeast, an organization that supports women in the Southeast United States to access reproductive services that are increasingly difficult to obtain. Find out more and become a community member at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. Show notes and transcripts for this episode are at goodgirlstalk.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at goodgirlstalk for more sex positive content. If you have a question or comment about anything you've heard on the show, call and leave a message at 720-GOOD-SEX. Good Girls Talk About Sex is produced by me, Leah Carey, and edited by Gretchen Kilby. I have additional administrative support from Lara O'Connor and Maria Franco. 
transcripts are produced by Jan Asiello. Before we go, I want to remind you that the things you may have heard about your sexuality aren't true. You are worthy. You are desirable. You are not broken. As your sex and intimacy coach, I will guide you in embracing the sexuality that is innately yours, no matter what it looks like. To set up your free discovery call, go to leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. Until next time, here's to your better sex life. Sex life.